Good morning, noon, or night, wherever and whenever you're listening to this podcast. You're listening to The Shift. This is episode 17. If you like what you're listening to, please think about becoming a patron. That's patreon.com backslash The Shift. If you want to find out more, go to my Facebook page at The Shift with Doug McKenty. Join the conversation on Twitter at McKenty, or for my archives and other information, go to www.theshiftnow.com. This episode is recorded on October 26th, 2017. My guest on the show today is Jamie Lee, host of the popular conspiracy-themed website tabooblog.com, which seeks to discuss subjects untouched by the mainstream, but that lead us towards a better understanding of the world around us. Jamie left a successful career on Wall Street in order to seek a more peaceful and sustainable lifestyle in Northern California, where he has managed to focus on the world of alternative research. Jamie was among the first to be on the scene as an eyewitness to the recent deadly Northern California fires, which he suspects were not natural in origin, but instead caused by the deployment of high-tech directed energy weapons systems. While this thesis is extremely controversial, his video posted on a plaintruth.info YouTube channel and entitled How and Why California Fires Were DEW Created has attracted nearly 200,000 views and sparked controversy across the internet while inspiring a multitude of other alternative researchers to at least accept the possibility that directed energy weapons are being used against us. Please keep an open mind as the evidence presented is comprehensive and I urge you all to do your own research and watch the videos at a plaintruth.info before dismissing this point of view. Thank you, Jamie, for helping to make the shift, and welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Great, Doug. It's nice to connect with you again. Yeah, likewise. Why don't you give us a little bit about your background and history, how you got into um, the, the world of alternative research and what's been going on, and then we'll get into... Uh, how you got into doing all this new latest research about these fires. Right. Um, yeah. And also just one quick note, uh, a plain truth. I have two sites, a P-L-A-N-E truth on YouTube and also a P-L-A-I-N truth because uh, I've got a couple strikes from some of the, uh, I don't use the word conspiracy. I use cons piracy um, to uh, help uh, elucidate uh, hidden and occulted information that's now getting out about what's really going on behind the official stories on so many stories. And this, this is a great shift. Your show is titled perfectly because there's a consciousness shift that's going on. Mine began back, um, back in 2005 when I adopted my son at birth and started looking 20 years ahead. Uh, after 25 years in Wall Street, I started seeing inside Wall Street, didn't like what I was seeing. And then finally got out of it, moved up to the country, up by you, grow my own food, let my son know where things come from, and subsequently got involved with more activism when uh, energy prices uh, spiked in 2007, the uh, housing crisis, the prime mortgage, uh, markets declined by 40%, uh, sold, sold my real estate, moved up to the country. And since then, they've propped up the, uh, the debt to over $21 trillion in current debt. That means yearly debt. Uh, and um, that's on top of all the collateralized debt, derivatives debt, uh, and that's the game they play to put everybody into debt servitude. And so once I started understanding the real behind-the-money debt thing, uh, which we talked about before on your show, uh, I also started to understand there was a much greater plan uh, initiated by those that, that are in power and the they, quote-unquote, who have uh, have had the keys to the economy, the keys to the government, the keys to the one world government, and the reason I say one world government and it's simply very easily verifiable, 
is your debt follows you anywhere you go in the world except for three countries. And Doug, let's see if you can be one to name the three countries that the, the International Settlement Bank, the Bank of International Settlement in Switzerland does not clear for, but clears through all other banks of the world. What are the three countries? I think uh, I can probably guess Iran, yep. um, North Korea. Yep. And is Syria the third yes, one? Yes, the first one I've asked that's got them all right. Good. <laughs> and by the yeah, way, I, got, I, I know, know my used stuff. To be Afghanistan, Iraq, you get the picture? Even the Federal Reserve. Yeah, Libya. <laughs> Libya, yeah. Libya, exactly. So even the Federal Reserve, which is no more federal than Federal Express and was created in 1913 as a private corporation who made $77 billion in profits for creating debt instruments called uh, currency. Uh, um, into our system, and they've been doing this for so long, but by pumping us up into debt servitude, uh, the plans for the Agenda 21 and the stack em and pack em's and relocate everybody from the rurals, from the burbs, into the cities for controlling is part of a world plan. And the world debt, it's important to understand, is the controlling factor to keep everybody under debt servitude. And now we have the prime car markets uh, debt, uh, and now we have student loan debt in the trillions and trillions of dollars. There's no escape for this stuff for everybody that's gone into debt. And now we're seeing the, the basically the gutting of the middle class in this country. They set up the uh, the, the, the uh, um, minimum wage now. The first time they raised it in like 15 years to $15. That's going to be everybody's pay grade. And so everybody's going to have the same economy. Everybody's going to have the same pay grade. And so everybody's going to only be able to afford the same housing. And so in, 19, uh, I want to say 2008, 2007, both San Francisco and New York, the planning and building department, and if anybody's dealt with planning and building departments, it's impossible to get anything changed. Well, on the same day in New York and San Francisco, they, they passed the stat, what we call the Stack'em and Pack'em rule, approving 250 square foot individual homes to be built in mass in those cities. Um, and this is called the Stack'em and Pack'em. And now what we're seeing after these, uh, after these firestorms that were definitely man-made, there's just no doubt about it. Um, we're seeing the rebuilding Santa Rosa being created here in the papers today. Uh, the senator here, McGuire, is all over it with all the FEMA representatives coming in, international FEMA to rebuild. And the exact places that were hit with firestone, firestorms on October 9th that came in the middle of the night at 2 o'clock in the morning is also we have a map of the Santa Rosa Planning and Zoning Commission's 2017 redevelopment map, which is, happens to be in the exact same areas as where the firestorms were surgically hit with. This is not a coincidence, folks. It's not a coincidence that the Stack'em and Pack'em Agenda 21 is coming in here into liberal Northern California. Um, we've had five years of the greatest drought in history, followed by the greatest rain and snow in history the very next year, the atmospheric river, remember that new term. And then we're followed by the greatest heat in history this summer. Uh, my apple trees have gone dead. I have 150 some odd apple trees. They didn't produce this year because of the massive heat that, I don't know, got to your area, but here it got to 116 degrees, broke the record. Yeah, it was crazy. And now we've got the greatest firestorms in history hitting the Northern California here. So California is definitely in the target zone. I was in, um, uh, I went to Texas three weeks ago and did my own reporting from Texas, met people there, over 50 people I met. They had gotten 50 inches of rain in three hours in the middle of the night. Again, started at 2 in the morning. Again, they'd never seen anything like the, the greatest hurricane in the history of the United States. And five weeks later, after I went there, they had not seen Red Cross. Not one person had 
seen Red Cross or FEMA. Uh, and the Red Cross had taken in directly $425 million donation directly for Harvey. And not one person I personally interviewed after five weeks of the disaster had seen or heard from or got anything from the Red Cross. This is called disaster capitalism. They put out some water bottles and say they dropped off some stuff and they keep all the money. So we are going to have a tremendous opportunity and in, in crisis is opportunity to do some of the Measure S stuff you and I helped help put through in, in Mendocino about localized mm -hmm. self-governance, about community bill of rights, about rights of nature, about to reclaim the author of our own authority. There's a tremendous opportunity now, but these guys are moving fast. They stated their agenda um, and they're targeting us. And uh, this is the time for the great awakening and the great uh, action item for all of us to wake up, come together in our communities and start uh, deciding for ourselves what we want in our in our areas, not letting outside agencies uh, stack and pack them, decimate the middle class, put everybody in, in Chinese labor jobs. And I might add one thing. There's a company called Foxconn. Have you ever heard of Foxconn? No. Foxconn is the largest manufacturer of smartphones, largest manufacturer huh. of your computers and laptops and social devices. They're in China. They have 1.3 million people employed. People start when they get out of, uh, in the middle of high school, they start working six days a week at the factory. They sleep at the factory and they had to install suicide nets because people were committing, Chinese were committing suicide because they'd sit in assembly line every day for the rest of their lives, putting together parts for our smartphones. Well, the Foxconn right. just announced they are going into Wisconsin, California, or Wisconsin uh, hmm. state, and they're going to be going into Wisconsin. And that's where that guy, uh, forget the senator guy, uh, who was pushing the anti-union uh, three years ago and busted the unions in Wisconsin specifically so they could bring companies like Foxconn in to begin the the, the manufacturing retooling and re-education of the United States people into factory workers because they'll be surfacing the BRIC countries, which are Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, which will become the new mm -hmm. world debt consumers, and we will become the manufacturers. And this is why the Agenda 21, the Common Core School, I know there's a lot for people, but this is the way it's working. The Common Core is designing to teach kids code. So they're gonna be computer literate so they can assemble computers for the rest of the world or the ROW as I calling them. So it's a great time for us to wake up. It's a lot of information, but now is the time. And I think a lot of people are open to these new ideas that we've been trying to push through for what, four years we passed Measure S? Right. Yeah, this is a, a great time to have this interview for me, actually, because I just interviewed uh, Paul Cienfuegos, who talked about community rights. So um, from the point of view of people like me and, and Jamie here, we are really trying to, to um, create this, help develop this community rights movement, because the solution to globalism is community empowerment, right? So we've worked uh, towards that here in Northern California. We were helped by Paul Cienfuegos, who I interviewed Last week and then the week before, Jamie, just so you know, I interviewed Catherine Austin Fitz and we really oh, got cool. into the whole debt slavery issue. Yeah, she's a, such a great lady to talk to. So so that was a great interview. But what we're getting at here actually is establishing a motive for 
Um, you know, why would these governments with these directed energy weapons be attacking us or, or you know, and manipulating uh, our geography in this way and, and attacking certain portions of the city? Will you get into Agenda 21 a little bit more just so that we can establish that motive? And what is Agenda 21 and how are they using it into the future to, uh, you know, develop our communities from from above, as it were? How, how's the one world government using this this program? Right. And for those who haven't heard of Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030 or uh, Full Spectrum Dominate Space 2050 or Agenda 2040, these are all United Nations objectives that were set out. The League of Nations started, I believe, in the 30s, didn't get foothold. So in the 19th end of the World War II, they created the uh, United Nations on Rockefeller land that was a slaughterhouse in New York City. So blood on top of the United Nations. Uh, United Nations is a separate entity beholden to no state or country, just like three other city-states that run the world, Washington, D.C., City of London, and the Vatican. All city-states all have their own mayor, have their police force, their own constitution. Uh, and I'll give anybody, uh, you know, $50 here without looking it up if you can tell me what, what date Washington, D.C. was founded. Anybody know the date Washington District of Columbia was founded? Nobody knows that. Yeah, I don't think I... Uh-uh. That's where our president, Congress, Supreme Court, all you people that vote, and you don't even know the date it was founded. It was February 23rd, 1871, with the Organic Act, exactly six right. months after Georgetown University was founded by a donated land by John Carroll, the richest man in the United States at the time, a Jesuit. The White House is named after Andrew White, the first apostle of the United States, the first Archbishop of the United States, landed in Jamestown. It's named after Andrew White. The Potomac was called the Tiber River, and the hills around Washington, D.C. had seven hills, just like Rome, called Capitoline Hill. The money and currency is all based on Roman Latin law, and we're all at sea. This is why we're on our citizenship, partnership, relationship. We go into court, we have the bailiff, we have a docket, we go into our money system. It's a currency, deposit slips, liquid assets, and the Vatican is named the Holy See. And this is why you have yellow fringe in the courtroom around the flag. So United Nations was set up to all encompass and take these legal rights of these countries and put them under the United Nations umbrella. Uh, and then they have institutions um, that are the hubs of localizing economies and going into to localized uh, communities over the past 25 years since um, the first uh, Ugenda 21 Rio summit for um, um, uh, relocalizing the economies was set up. Uh, Al Gore was the famous keynote speaker there. It was in Rio, 1992 or three, I believe. And since then, you can watch them do the slow boiling frog and implement the Agenda 21 to get uh, mm. the biodiversity uh, reduced are increased and the population reduced so Earth can be restored to its natural habitat because as the, you ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones, Doug? Oh yeah. So the Georgia Guidestones I actually went out to in 2007, it's two and a half hours northeast of Atlanta, Georgia, and just short and succinctly, there, there are four uh, uh, stones, monuments like Stonehenge, and they're 20 feet tall, weigh several tons, uh, crafted in eight languages with 10 commandments, and the first commandment says, reduce the population by 95% to half a billion people. And the 10th commandment etched in the finest granite in the United States says, don't be a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. 
So someone in 1991 erected these long-term monoliths that they put together in very precise, costing tens of millions of dollars, calling for a reduction of the population by a very large amount. So how would they go about doing that? Well, they have documents called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, using vaccinations, using ill health, using toxic spraying like geoengineering, putting fluoride in our water systems, not telling what's in our food. One subject nobody's even gotten into is nanoparticulate foods, which is in every food nearly. It's over a $45 billion business, totally unregulated, much worse than GMOs. GMOs was created to divert away from understanding how nanotechnology, which is a trillion dollar market in itself, is in all of our foods, in our soils, along with all the stuff they've been, crap they've been spraying from the sky. So California has been a targeted area for a very long period of time for its liberalism. Uh, they were had the immigrant status here, the sanctuary cities, which was garnishing the ire of Trump and all this corporatism um, and whatnot. And so they bring in all these different events uh, manufactured events. We had had the greatest drought in history and all of a sudden the greatest rains in history. Well, how does that come about? Well, we actually verified and showed how they've using wet surface air coolers and offshore water vapor devices to combine with the, with the barium uh, salt that's sprayed in the skies through chemtrail to make rain. And they finally were able to turn on the faucet and we saw the Lake Orville Dam get overcapacitized and evacuated over 200,000 people in the middle of the night. Um, and so that was one disaster that occurred this last, what was that, February, Doug, something like that? Yeah. And so now we have this next event. So October 9th, uh, I'm here in Santa Rosa. My son's going to school here. I live up in Anderson Valley. And um, nothing, you know, they were spraying the skies like they've been doing. We had a super huge heat wave uh, over the summer, and then our skies became super covered in this brown kind of hazy uh, marine layer, but it wasn't a marine layer. I don't know if you had any of that up there. Uh, for about mm -hmm. two, three weeks, and then all of a sudden it was blue sky. So there's nothing really uh, special about that day until about 10.30 at night, and all of a sudden the wind started whipping up, and I'm around redwood trees, and they're swirling around, so it had to have a big wind to move these trees. Well, about 4 o'clock in the morning, my neighbor's banging on my townhome door, and I'm like, what the heck? And I get up, and he goes, hey, it's on fire. They're evacuating everybody out of here in Bennett Valley, which is in Santa Rosa. I'm in the southeast uh, corner. And um, so I got up and I went to look uh, what was going on and all the gas stations were closed, but people 20 cars deep were sitting there waiting for the gas stations to open at 4.35 in the morning. This is crazy. So I tried to drive, find another. Next thing I know, I'm out in the coast because everybody's fleeing to the coast because we can't get up North 101 because fire bombs had gone off there and crossed the road. Now get this five in the morning. They're saying the fires began at 12.30 a.m. at night. So within four hours, these fires had created so much heat and so much intensity, they were actually jumping across a four eight-lane freeway and torching a Kmart, a 100,000-square-foot Kmart, was torched in an hour. Glass, I, I went the next day when I came back when everything was safe in our area and went to the touched, the torched areas. Doug, it was, it was, it reminded, I was talking to a guy and he, and he was a Vietnam vet and he's bringing back post-traumatic stress syndrome. The the whole wow. sections of communities were reduced to fireplaces. Granite, none. Glass, none. Iron bent. Porcelain, which melts at 3,500 degrees, gone. There was nothing to see. All the pipes were twisted. Steel bent. The only way that can happen is steel bends at 26 to 2,800 degrees. We learned that from 9-11. There's no way the engine fire could have taken down such steel beams, but that's the story they came up with. 
Well, we're two and a half weeks into this since October 9th, and there is not one official story of how any of this happened. All areas were burned in some areas, but the trees were left intact. The homes were torched down to the bone, literally. Bone, bone they're, they're searching for people's bodies. <laughs> you know how they're searching for people's bodies, Doug? Huh. RFID chip devices. They're searching for oh, the wow. RFID because we all have RFID chips in us. It's in my it's my video yeah. I just posted yesterday on a plain PLANI truth. That's how they're looking uh -huh. for victims because we all have ingested so many of these RFID chips through many different ways. This is this is the toxic world we live in, and because we're so dumb and numb down to this, we can't believe people would be this evil. They, they've got a strong advantage on us. So I went around to the areas and I toured all these different areas and it was section by section. There's over uh, 16 different major storms that started at the exact same time. The winds went from, from 10, degree, 10 miles an hour to 80 miles an hour within an hour, peaking at 12.30 at night. And then within, by two o'clock in the morning, by 2.30, it dropped down to 10 miles an hour again. So this was an event horizon, as they call it. The event occurred over mm -hmm. a two and a half hour period. Everybody, including myself, saw blue, not everybody, but I have many comments in my comment sections saying they saw blue flashes of light. I saw the blue flashes of light when I went outside to see what was going on. This is actually the blue lasers that are working in the vortex of the storms to create the wind storms and using directed energy weapon lasers. Directed energy weapons, or DEW, are high-intensity focused laser beams at very minimum cost, directing energy at thousands and thousands of degrees at their leisure. They can have one they announced, uh, Michu Kaku was on today's show, announcing they have a trillion-watt laser. Well, they can shoot from drones easily. We have that on record. And interesting enough, Doug, I'm chronicling, <laughs> there's four major laser avionic device companies located in Santa Rosa that represent the Northrop Grumman Group, Raytheon, and L3, some of the biggest weapons manufacturers in the world located right here in Santa Rosa. And guess what didn't get torched in the fires? Yep, the, their office buildings. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in Fountain Grove, where, where, where Keysight Technologies, what used to be Agilent, which used to be Hewlett-Packard, Hewlett-Packard's originally instrument company is now called Keysight Technologies here in Fountain Grove. I did a map yesterday showing Google Map of all the hotspots of where the fires were. This fire surrounded entirely Keysight Technologies buildings, manufacturing area, and didn't touch them. I saw that map. It was crazy. I mean, you can see that everything around the building was completely torched. You know, there were a, a, a one like yellow spot in the middle of, you know, this office building, but it was still there completely fine while the other buildings surrounding it were. I mean, as you're describing, and this is the thing that is kind of the tip off for me. I mean, you look at a normal house fire and you really see that by the time the fire is over, you know, there's still some structure there. It doesn't just annihilate the entire house. When you see these pictures from Santa Rosa, it's phenomenal that they're laid waste. I mean, there, you know, there's a couple of inches of dust and ash at the bottom of, of these entire neighborhoods, and there's no house structure left whatsoever and nothing. And that's kind of the tip off to me to go, it just doesn't seem normal. And also to see the cars that have been just completely annihilated. Um, I mean, you know, even if a house fire or some of the forest is on fire, how does a car get completely destroyed like that where the glass is melted and the rubber on the tires is completely gone? 
Um, a lot of uh, suspicious activity for sure. At what point during all of this did you start to question what was going on? I mean, was it suspicious from you from the very beginning? And also, I know that there have been other situations like in Canada, in Paraguay, and other places around the world where it looks like they've already been doing things like this. So have you been following uh, you know, these potential uh, direct energy weapon attacks around the world and then recognize what had happened here when you saw it? Or did you see it and then question what was going on and discover from there? Good question. Um, two, uh, maybe a month ago, I posted on my YouTube up in Alberta, Canada. Uh, they had what they called the Beast Fire. The Beast Fire started in May and Canada, you know, and it gets a lot of snow or used to and wet season. So May, it's still pretty wet. This fire ended up going for two and a half months. It was supposed to be a short day fire. They thought they had it under control. You'll hear the same comments uh, from the firemen in Napa when they first got to the fire and people called at 12 at night. They said, oh, no, it's a localized fire. No big deal. So this was considered a local fire, both in Alberta and both down here. And you also mentioned another one in Madeira, Portugal, which I researched after. But I had originally, a month and a half ago or so, written on the on the fires, the Beast Fire up in Alberta, Canada, where they're doing all the fracking sites, where they're trying to, you remember they crashed, they're going to switch the batteries, so all the prices of gasoline crashed. Well, this is called disaster capitalism. So these places were torched in the exact same way. Cars were torched down, no seat covers, no glass, totally rims, tires, vulcanized tires around the rims. There was no rubber. There was no steel inside the rubber. It melted everything. That happened in Alberta, August of last year. So I wrote about that. And so when I came back here the day after and started looking around and went up in the neighborhood, it reminded me of what I reported on, but I just couldn't believe what I was seeing initially. And this is where people are having this trauma uh, stress right now because they just can't believe it. And they're trying to get their lives back to normal. And uh, there's just hundreds of people that are thousands of people that are 40, 40 50,000 people lost their homes, Doug. I mean, these yeah, are these crazy. are doctors next to Kaiser. The hospitals got saved conveniently, but the doctors are all out of jobs and they're staying with other people. I mean, there, there's so many professionals or so many people that this hit. But they said 40 to 50,000 people just in Napa, Sonoma, were displaced within two hours. Within three hours, they had to yeah. flee. And I have documentation that the 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 emergency alert systems that would have alerted and called everybody on the cell phones was decidedly not activated in Sonoma and Napa counties by the federal emergency uh, system because they were afraid that everybody was going to evacuate too quickly. And this dovetails exactly with me being in Houston three weeks ago where the people telling me they were told that the Category 4 storm that was predicted for nine days to hit Houston, Hurricane Harvey, the day before was downgraded to a tropical storm. And so nobody left. And the storm came right. at 1.30 in the morning and dropped 50 inches of rain in three hours. But that's not what caused all the problems. The next morning when daylight came, I interviewed people. I snuck into a FEMA camp and I interviewed people that were homeless overnight that got out in the middle of the night. Imagine it's two o'clock in the morning, pitch black, 50 inches of rain up to your chest and there's snakes in the water. Wow. And they're they're telling the story and now they're in FEMA camps and then they got put in a big C-130 up to Dallas, returned to a FEMA camp. We've set up localized distribution systems and that's where I went to. We're sending clothes, we're sending uh, sanitary hygiene, uh, uh, diapers, we're sending uh, humidifiers, we're sending fans because there's no one helping these people and that's originally what I was doing and now I'm back here and I'm seeing the same war zone happen except it's a fire. 
The difference between Texas mm -hmm. and here, people have fire insurance. Back there, they don't have flood insurance. They won't give it to them. Yeah. And so they're forgotten and they're getting sick because of all the mold. Here, it's a fire zone. Now they're going to re repurpose, redevelop according to Agenda 21. And I have a document here, which I could probably put on the screen or send to you for the show notes, that I just found in the Press Democrat from October 7th. October 7th. So this is two days before the event, predictive programming. And they mm -hmm. announced in, that they were planning to increase density of home lots by 100%. Wow. So they were going to increase the amount of people, uh, amount of, of, of density of people living on one lot, doubling it. So twice the number could live on the same number of lots in Sonoma County two days before the event horizon happened. Insane. Plan. Yeah. I mean, you start to establish motive motive here. Exactly. You see that you see the you see that how it was it was um, it was planned. Yep. That's crazy. And also, you talk about predictive programming. I know you mentioned the movie Geostorm, of course, coming out in the next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, so. it's just, it's just you're seeing it. You know, you, it's almost like you can't believe it's happening, um, but it is happening. But the thing, the other part of it, I mean, there, I want to say some other things too. Though, on the positive side, there's positive actions going everywhere. When I was in Texas, the love of the people, because they all they had was each other. The blacks, the Hispanics, the whites. There, there's bigotry like crazy down there. Guess what? Almost mm. all of that ended down there. People were coming together just like they came together here to, to put on a benefit we did at the Redwood Cafe and we raised thousands of dollars and had uh, people sign up to help. And we're doing a buddy system with people in the shelters where people are mentoring those in the shelter so that they can, when they get housing, they can help them with toilet paper, clothes. Um, and, and there's so much love and there's so much caring and so much beauty of people to people. When I, when I was uh, interviewing the people in Texas, they had they had the 50 inches of rain and they said no one came to help us. But when so the dawn came, all of a sudden it was the citizen patrols, the Texas citizens that showed up in their flat boats and their shrimp boats to rescue us. That's who rescued. Right. Us. Wow. And so it's up to us. I say, yo, yo, you're on your own. Who's the author of your own authority? So we've got to come together. We've got to understand there's an agenda to put us in these uh, undesirable locations and we become basically manufacturing uh, uh, robots, robots are taking over too. You know, what does the future hold for our children? We don't have a future for them. We can't see a future because we haven't created it. So all of us need to start creating what we want to see. Um, one of the things that were happening here, my mom has an organization called uh, Bloom Marin, used to be called Image for Success. And it's the only one in the country, it's a clothing redistribution of, uh, Marin's a very wealthy county and donated clothes and the clothes that they sell in the short storefront on 4th Street in Santa Fe uh, finance the clothing for people out of the homeless shelters and displaced people that are getting job offers that go to interviews. So they clothe them. And then once they get jobs, they get four or five business suits for the weekend things. So it's helping people, helping people. But there's no cost involved because it's self-fulfilling because the people buying the really nice clothes at steep discounts at the store support the store and support clothing the people that are in need. And we can set up uh, food distribution systems. We're going to do that in Sonoma as well. We're going to open Sonoma Bloom and start doing uh, food distribution uh, blankets for the homeless and displaced. Um, and there's also a real discrepancy going on here between the evacuees and the homeless. They're trying to, to, to differentiate, you know, everybody's mm. displaced. So why not take care of everybody kind of conversation now, which can, can happen now that um, this whole thing has occurred. 
Well, we do know that the solution to globalization is localization. So it's good to hear that the people actually on the ground are able to help each other because, you know, that's the that's the one way to kind of stick it to the man, actually, is to say we don't, you know, thanks, but no thanks. We don't need your help, right? We don't need to get shuffled into the FEMA camp. We can take care of each other uh, and we can do it on a community level and we can do it a lot better than, you know, you people from Agenda 21 uh, can do it for us. So. Um, it's really good to see, and I like, of course, to stay on the positive light of things because it can get so depressing to get into all of this when you realize that the the wealthy and the powerful and you know th their long term planning and they're hurting us around like sheep starts to get a little overwhelming. Right, and Martin Luther King had a great quote. It says, "When when when bad men plot, good men plan." <clears throat> right. We need a plan, and 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 you brought up something that's really critical to understand. The reason people have to vote. The reason people have to support and say, you're my representative, even though I'll never meet you, even though I got to stand in a protest zone a mile away from where you're you're speaking because I have some grievances to express to you because you're my representative. The reason they have to vote is because they don't have access to their own water. They don't know how to grow food and they don't know where their energy comes from. And as long as someone else is right. supplying that to each individual, they have no power. You must organize your community around food growing. You must develop your own energy. We got uh, you got this guy Elon Musk, who's coming out with these. He's, he's taking him to Puerto Rico and he's putting in these these quote smart energy systems where they're localizing the economies with their own energy. That would be a step. They're coming around now. They passed in November 2014 here in California. Another little trick of the trade: the California Water Act, <clears throat> where they're all private waters, is going to have localized regulatory agencies overseeing our private water, how much we use and what we use it for. They already started here in the Russian River saying you private owner of water that you've had your entire time, you've had your land and your rights to that water, you now must report to us what you're using your water for and how much you're using it. And if you don't report to us, we're fining you $500 per day. That's already going on right now. Wow. And they passed a law that by by 2020, half a trillion dollars is going to be spent to build large dams all up and down the central basin of California. They already started two, one off of uh, Lake County and one down in Fresno, um, eminent domaining anybody's property who doesn't agree to it. And they're going to use these for the hydro, hydro dams to convert for the PG&A energy to create all the smart cars, the battery cars, and the driverless cars, because we're switching for from... Uh, oil and gas to a battery car economy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what is Houston? What is Houston's main main business? Yeah, <laughs> refineries. <Oil refining. laughs> refineries. Yeah. Refineries. So they got the insurance money from the refineries and they just won't build back the refineries. See how it works? Disaster capitalism. Absolutely. And let's so let's get back to some of these technologies then that they're using in order to sort of uh, it, it, almost a, a terraform the economy and terraform the land <laughs> so that they can replace it with these. You know, right. That's no, 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 you're exactly right. And I'm glad you're up to speed because it's, yeah. it's hard for people that, you know, to, if, if, I, I use the example. If if you start out at the base of Mount Everest and they take you to a helicopter at the top, you're going to die from asphyxiation because you can't adapt to how thin the air right. is. This stuff is so yeah, yeah. thick with darkness that going straight into the smoke like this we're presenting here, you and I have had quite a bit of time to adjust, but people just take sure. the time with this stuff. It's overwhelming to see how long this has been going on and how uh, Orwellian it all is. But here I've got, and let me take the camera around because I want to show you this. 
this is part of this whole thing I was talking about. I don't know. Can you see that? Northrop Grumman enters teaming agreement with Sonoma Design Group for EOIRISR. Those are those are radar technology targeting systems. And I'll read to you a little bit about this article. This is right down the road from us. This this company, Sonoma Design Group, is here in Santa Rosa, uh, and they got acquired by L3, another huge company. But here, Northrop Grumman is saying they have a teaming agreement. This was in 2003 uh, for uh, targeting and surveillance programs. Uh, provide modern imaging capabilities of today's manned and unmanned airborne and shipboard flat platforms. The Night Hunter 2 is optimized for imaging standoff, and they're using these for support for laser ranging and designating target and latest laser-guided or global system-guided weapons and scalable design use in gimbal architecture. It will accommodate six sensors for performance and flexibility. It gives the system a growth in the Night Hunter uh, installation um, and then it goes down to say it's used for numerous platforms and to um, deliver a variety of optical and laser payloads. Now, what is the chances that right in our backyard, we would have an attack on U.S. soil in the middle of the night that hit over 400,000 acres in over 16 separate areas, causing firestorms immediately where a 100,000 square Kmart went down in an hour, where over three, I think it's 5,000 buildings were destroyed, yet buildings right next door were fine. Trees right next door right. were fine. Blue lights were seen in the sky. Mile per hour winds went to 80 miles per hour overnight and then died completely off. And two and a half weeks later, the official story is untenable. It's unannounced. They're projecting PG&E power lines maybe caused it. Climate change caused it. Diablo winds, which I'd never heard of. Diablo winds occurred <laughs> on it. Uh, you know, 5G, you know, 5G isn't even out yet or it's just being rolled out. So all these smart meters caused it. No. The military used this mm. in Madeira, Portugal. We have evidence. We have a firestorm on record showing the laser coming down from the sky, swirling winds. It's on my last YouTube video in Madeira, Portugal last year. And then we have another place in Tennessee. Uh, I forget the name. Starts with a G. Um, they had another firestorm that occurred in uh, July 20, 2017, which you look on record and has the same exact profile as Portugal, as Alberta, as Tennessee, as now Santa Rosa, Napa, Sonoma, Lake County, Redwood Valley got torched too. So there were certain wineries that were taken out in Napa. There's an incredible story I heard on the coast when I was out there and I evacuated the coast and I was, I was with the guys in a van next to me. They had 10 guys in a van who escaped the, uh, they were there for the um, uh, Silverado golf tournament and they were up from Phoenix. One guy's Olympic gold medalist there uh, that I met that um, had left his gold medal in the hotel. And the reason he had left his oh. gold medal in the hotel was because at 3, 2.30 in the morning, they were told to evacuate, but because the electrical power had been turned off, had gone out, none of the door locks worked in the hotel. They had to break the windows and jump out of the second floor. Wow, crazy. There's many, many reports of electricity going out before the fire started. Mm, wow. What would that suggest to you? An electrical magnetic pulse event, an EMP. This is what they've been talking about for a long time. They planned downed EMP events before. They've been worried about EMP events. 
Well, when you hear about it, that means they're ready to start using it and to use an EMP event to shut down the power to get everybody still in their homes to come in the middle of the night so nobody could get out, turning off the emergency systems, not evacuating people. Just like in, Her in Harvey, what are you going to have? You're going to have the most people die that you possibly could, sorry to say it. This is what right. they're doing. They have no care for human life, folks. This is why they call us human resources. So, the so Jamie, let's spend a good. Well, I was just going to say, let's spend a few minutes actually focusing on the, the companies that are making this technology and how long they have been working on it. I think in one of your videos I saw, you know, back in 2000, uh, a reporter was asking Donald Rumsfeld about these these uh, directed energy weapons and when they were going to be deployed. And, you know, they, of course, were like, well, we're not really sure if we're ready for this yet. And, and we don't really something? know those things are all still in development. But that was, you know, almost 20 years ago and we haven't heard anything about it. And then. I'm just hearing you uh, talk about it. And what we do hear in the news a lot, actually, which is interesting, is that North Korea is going to use directed energy against us. And North Korea has this technology, and we need to be worried about this without ever talking about how, well, what are the United States? You know, where's this level of technology in the United States? There was uh, another video that you had posted that showed the use of uh, directed energy in Iraq. I mean, a, a very, very obvious you know, explosion caused by some kind of directed energy attack that was done in Iraq. They've been using these weapons there. So, you know, here's some concrete examples of where these companies, these companies that have been developing this technology and, you know, where they've been used in the past, where, you know, we can just look at it. We can see it. The military's admitting to a lot of it at this point. I mean, I did some research preparing for this and the military was is talking. If you if you Google it, you can look it up. The military, the Navy's talking about deploying these weapons on their ships all the time. Uh, it's happening right now. They just, you know, it's not mainstream, but at least it gives people who might be skeptical, you know, very concrete evidence that these weapons exist. They're being deployed. They've been used in, in theaters like Iraq, et cetera, et cetera. Can you provide some more examples like that and some specific companies that are working on these things? Well, yeah. And I use the example for people because we're so dumbed down. I don't know if you ever heard of Nikola Tesla. We got the Tesla car coming out, but Nikola yeah, Tesla yeah, in yeah. 1905 came I think he was Serbian, but came came to the United States and he had an idea for alternating current. Well, that's what we use today for electricity. He had an idea for radio frequencies. Well, that's what we use today. He had the Tesla shield that protected anybody with it with an electromagnetic shield dome. He he had free energy. Uh, J.P. Morgan funded him uh, in the Widencliffe Towers in in Colorado, where he connected uh, uh, grounded energy and connected a rod to the sky, and he was able to tap into the electromagnetosphere and create free energy for everyone on a boat, on a ship, on a car, it didn't matter. And they buried it mm -hmm. back in 1905, military took over the records. So they trickle out what they want us to have. They give us, they give us, you know, I thought it was really cool when my entire uh, photo uh, albums, my record albums of 800, I could get on an iPad, iPod now, you know, that was so cool. But that's, that's retail technology. Right. And today we get our, our Wi-Fi is streamed up to us in an airplane traveling at 500 miles an hour, and we can download and upload at will and on our plane seat. So the technology mm. is super advanced in the retail sector. The military, DARPA, all these agencies have been working with the best and the brightest for hundreds of years, developing technologies yeah, right. that they keep secret. Lasers, you go to the store of 7-Eleven and you buy a quarter watt laser pen and they're worried about you flashing a pilot thousands of feet in the air and causing distractions for him when they're taking off or her, when they're taking off and landing. Quarter watt of power. 
These guys are on TV now, the top physicists, saying they've got a trillion watt laser. Trillion. Right. <laughs> okay? Just stop for a second and think how much power that could be. And I put in the Star Wars movie, The Death Star, where they destroy Earth on that stuff. Right. Yeah. They can yeah, destroy yeah. us a thousand times over, but they're not going to destroy things unless they have an agenda. And they're doing the slow boil. But now, I hate to tell people, but you know, the attack on U.S. soil in 9-11-01, that was the beginning of World War III. And the reason, mm -hmm. Doug, why they do this, and I'll get into more examples in a sec, but the reason why they're doing this is a male-dominated uh, uh, Mars uh, energy of testosterone for 5,000 years of war, Mars energy dominant. We're going into the Aquarian age of the mind, but it's going to be really difficult to understand how such evil could exist and do what, what they're planning to do to us. But they must make it, they must tell us what they're going to do. That's part of their game. And the reason why the male dominance, how they have to create the feminine divine. The moon is also called Isis. Isis is our enemy. Uh, the Washington, D.C., Persephone statue on top of Washington, D.C. is Isis. Their plan is to destroy mm -hmm. the United States. And the reason that they created the United States in the first place was to destroy it. And this might be really hard for people to get, but as we talked about before, who goes and fights a war for death, you know, hang together, hang separately, like Ben Franklin said, and then we choose the exact same colors as the British flag? Who does right. that? <laughs> you know, and the we, the Constitution, that everybody says the Constitution, women didn't get a right to vote for 100 years. Native Americans, blacks, it wasn't we the people, it was we the rich white guys who owned land who signed the contract. It was a contract. You can't assign a contract mm -hmm. to others. It was 55 rich white guys, a lot of them, Hamilton and those guys, British nobility. It was just a scam. And so when the Organic Act, Organic Act of 1871 was created, that was the new Jerusalem. That was their new creation. And how we know it was their new creation was what are the two states on each side of Washington, D.C.? Do you know? Virginia and Maryland. The Virgin Mary. Mm, right. Okay. So this is part of their plan now. Let's say the United States, not America. America is Central America, South America. Another way to confuse us, coming out with the Amero, the single currency they tried in 2008. Mm. So now they're just going to start their agenda of just creating these weather terrorism events. And now we have a new term in the United States called climate refugees. We're going to see refugees going all over the place now. We just had 40,000 displaced here. Where are they going to go? What's that going to do to jobs? What's that going to do to job prices? It's all going to bring them down because now you have anybody willing to do whatever for work, even though they'd had a doctor degree. Now they got to find a way to pay their rent because their rent isn't forgivable unless they had fire insurance. But the mortgage still plays on. <laughs> they're giving people like 60 yeah. days to, to not pay their mortgage and then they start running the tab on them, even though they're displaced yeah, right. in their homes for years. So this is all a slow boil, but it's, it's coming in faster action. So you asked me about other events around the world where there was just uh, people in Tennessee just reporting they just had a huge firestorm. Uh, Northwest Minnesota, I got some comments. People were having a firestorm alert. There wasn't even a fire, but they're giving people on their on their screens firestorms alert. Right? Yeah. And then you had last year, I think you remember, when we had our cell phones go down for a day or for a few hours here in Mendocino County. And then the day before it was in Napa County, two days before it was in Sonoma County, before that it was in Fresno, they were testing all the cell phone systems and shutting them down for a day and see how that works. Folks, mm -hmm. get your own food supplies, get your own energy supplies, get to know your neighbors, start self-sufficient, self-localizing, because these people have shown they're ruthless, they can use it anywhere, 
And if you live in Northern California, you're in the target zone, just like um, this lady, Deborah Tavares. Do you know her? No. You should get her on her show. She's down here in Santa Rosa and doing amazing work. But she had a video, which I'm going to chronicle next. And the title of the video from May 3rd, 2015, The Plan to Burn Up Northern California and More Bad News. Oh, wow. Really? The Luciferian Fisher family of San Francisco and companies like Gap connected developments of Rothschilds uh, and uh, or fight against the pg and smart meters in Sebastopol, California. Smart meters was led uh, by the people of Sebastopol. Beamed microwave frequencies from, uh, from space are going to create resilient cities, the California drought, incremental regional consolidation, the water shortage hoax versus primary water, thanks to the Rothschilds weather weapons and weather control and the murder of Dr. Ronnie Kildee from Finland um, on targeted individuals and much more. So I'm breaking out her predictive programming talk with Jeff Rents back from May 1st, 2015, which predicted all this. And what she gets into, which you're very familiar with up there, Doug, is the hack and squirt programs going on um, <clears throat> by the Redwood Company up there, where they're taking the oak trees or taking the other trees that are not uh, money harvestable, and they're injecting them with chemicals hand and killing the trees, creating mass, mass fire uh, uh, fuel, right? Yeah, totally. And that's been going on for how many years up there? Yeah, I mean, a, a decade at least. All right. And then we had another EMP event, which you're going to remember when I bring it up to you. But this was the same event. We just weren't aware that the geoengineering, that they could do this. But they used they actually used lightning. They didn't use laser to do it. Do you remember back in uh, summer solstice 2007? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, that was the last that there was a big lightning storm and then uh, uh, lots of fires around here. Probably the last time something like this happened, although 2100 strikes in one night. Hmm. Remember that they were going to say the yeah, fires were going to burn. Yeah, their fires were going to burn for, for years because they couldn't stop it. There was there's 2100 strikes in the night. I know because we were bugging out. We were, this went on for days and all the wine grapes got all smoky and they couldn't sell their grapes and stuff. Remember all that? Yeah, yeah. That was a weapon used on us. That was another attempt at, you know, setting us up. This time they're using technology and they used homes and stuff. They didn't they didn't hit the forest. They actually went after homes for the redevelopment and rebuilding uh rebuild Northern California they're calling it, you know. They already got their plans in place. So, yeah, this this is game on and we have some very liberal uh people here. Uh, another lady that needs to be uh, uh given kudos to in a book that needs to be read is Rosa Corey, K-O-I-R-E, mm -hmm. uh, Behind the Green Door, must read about Agenda 21. She's going all through Santa Rosa the last six years, showing how they're setting up the Delphi technique to come into county planning meetings to make sure people don't disrupt them, setting up the Santa Sonoma County bike coalitions so the bike lanes get priority over what they call diet roads, where they take four-lane roads and bring them down to two-lane roads, and they call them diet roads so less people will be driving and then we get into driverless cars and they're going to make the case. You see all these cars being crashed, driving up on sidewalks and hitting people in New York and London and all over. That's because they're going to yeah, start yeah. taking away your insurance. Your insurance because you're a higher risk profile. If you individually drive your own personal pollution vehicles, you're going to need a special permit to be able to drive a car. Otherwise, driverless cars are significantly reduced, much cheaper, and you're going to be looked at as helping the green movement by getting in a energy efficient driverless car rather than your personal pollution vehicle. 
So I don't think my son of 12 years old will get to drive a car ever in his lifetime. Yeah, it's getting crazy. That's for sure. Um, we've got, you know, maybe about 10 or 15 minutes left in the show. And I just want to kind of bring it back. There are a few people out there right now that, that have been unwilling to jump on board with this. Judy Wood, who wrote the uh, Where Did the Towers Go about energy weapon use on 9-11. Dave Wigington of geoengineeringwatch.com. They're skeptical. How do you respond to these skeptics? Because it seems to me, well, that you, you know, you're certainly convinced and you have, you know, you've presented quite a bit of evidence here today. So why do you think so many people are still unable to see what's going on here? Well, you know, you you just spoke about two people that I've held in as high a regard as I possibly could have, and I don't anymore. I mean, it's really surprising Judy Wood, who wrote the book, uh, the definitive book on 9-11, as far as I can tell, and created the term justification Mm -hmm. for actually documenting directed energy use weapons on on the World Trade Centers. Um, and, And... Dane Wigginton up in Santa Rosa who runs geoengineeringwatch.org, who, who had been at the leading edge of the, the geoengineering movement. Well, once I, 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 I've known this man for 12, 14 years. I bought property from him in Shasta. I followed him. But lately, the guy has not been following or commenting or understanding or researching what's been going on. I mean, on my site, I show you, you probably saw it, where I have camera phones from people that sent me video mm-hmm. cameras of the blue beams coming down from the sky. Temperatures- yeah, I mean, at, you can see it. Yeah, you cannot deny that 2,500 degrees temperatures were created. Bone melts at 2,500 degrees. Glass melts at 2,300 degrees. There was no glass. There was no bodies. So how can you say that this was not some type of weapon? No fire person. I talked to, I went and took my geoengineering books to, they were staged here at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds. I took my geoengineering books to them and I handed them and not every single fireman to a person. I said, have you ever seen anything like this? No. You know what caused it? No. Gave him the book. Here. Huh. So plasma energy created from the sky were electromagnetic. The, the air is called ether. It's electromagnetic energy. We have the North Pole and we have this, the South Circle, uh, Antarctic Circle. And that creates the polarity of a negative and positive charge. And the salt water in the ocean is the electro, electrolyte catalytic converter to create the kinetic energy to create that Tesla discovered of electromagnetism. So all they have to do is take the electromagnetic air, stir it up with kinetic energy, salt it with some aluminum and some barium salts, and there you've got your energy created to create the vortex for the, for the uh, lightning of a targeted, either using lightning in the sky to excite the sky and seed it, because they've been able to create lightning for a long time, like Tesla showed 100 years ago, or they use the directed energy lasers to pulse it in the electromagnetism, and that's why you saw the vortex of the fire that you saw in that one video with the light bolt coming down the middle of it, creating the firestorm. And they can create this, this beams are 160, uh, no, it's one billionth of an inch is the size of these beams. And so they can stick a beam here and torch it with 2,000, 4,000 degrees, whatever they want. They can move a beam here. They can have multiple lasers out of the same turret. It's all documented. I documented in all my patents. The patents are there. And one other thing before we close, Doug, just to bring this into a much bigger picture, is there are plans that I'm documenting in, in my YouTubes and previous ones showing how hurricanes are being steered from space. 
from space platforms up in the sky. They use lasers to hold them up in the sky. And then they use these directed energy weapons of directed energy lasers to pulse the, the hurricanes from above to create and steer and make the desired effects they want. I have it all in patents. But it's part of a much bigger plan. What you're seeing with all the hurricanes now to a, to a report is people lost energy. They lost power. So now they have, and Google everyone you want, space power. There's a company called Solarin Corp out of Manhattan Beach. They're spearheading the public entity to create a one world space battery energy supply that will supply all the electric grids. And so down in Fresno and down in Central Valley, you're hearing about these super solar panel collectives. Have you seen the pictures of those? Uh-uh. Hundreds and thousands of solar panels, and they're all directed towards a center spot. So what they're using now, and I've got the patents right. here and I can give them to you, is they're using space with the mirrors to take sun energy, use RF frequency and laser to direct it down to a single collective panel of solar panels, and then they direct the energy into a collective, and the collective uses the current energy grid to distribute it around the world. So another reason they're creating, they use multiple purposes for this weather terrorism, is to create a space grid of energy. So no matter, what, no matter what's happening down here, we're going to be assured that we're going to have energy all the time. And this is why you see California joining other uh, states in doing a unified energy uh, alliance uh, as well. I mean, it's crazy stuff, but the technology is well, well beyond the capability to do this. And they were planning to roll this out by 2016. And now they said they're rolling it back to 2020. It's in the documentation. It's in my YouTube videos. It's a big, big subject as well. So here's part of their big plan to put everybody under one energy source. So for us to get our own energy and our own water and our own food and build our own communities is so I can't I can't tell you how critical it is. It's really important that we all mm -hmm. understand what what the game plan is. But by becoming our own resilience, by being our own self-sufficient, by becoming our own self-reliant on each other, we will mitigate and control our destiny. If we allow them to continue on their course, there's no freedom for anybody. You know, you're, 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 you know, they're coming up with biometric IDs at the airport. We haven't had a vaccine scare in three years. Guess what's coming up next? You know, all these weapons, right. <laughs> all these weapons are in their arsenal. They can they can pick and choose whatever they want. Okay. And they are not the Rothschilds. They are not the, the Rockefellers. They are not the, okay? They are a group of people who have been controlling this game for hundreds of years, hundreds of years. Do you know, do you know what the religion is of, of Governor Jerry Brown? I don't, I guess. Is he Catholic? Right. He was a Jesuit minister. Santa Clara uh -huh. University is a Jesuit school. The head of the UC Regents in Berkeley is Janet Napolitano, who used to run the Department of Homeland Security. She went to Santa Clara Jesuit School. Bill Clinton went to Georgetown. Jesuit School was founded six months before Washington, D.C. Donald Trump went to Fordham University, a Jesuit school. You look at all the people in Congress and the Supreme Court and whatnot, you'll see they're Jesuit trained. The Jesuits have declared a long time ago that there was too many heretics and Christians <laughs> as when they went when, when, mm. a long, long time ago. And when they set up the United States, they set it up in their image of what they wanted to create. And a lot of the immigrants, well, I can get into it for days, but it just, you can look, I have, I have uh, uh, Jesuits rulers of evil on my taboo blog site. And I encourage everybody to go through there because they hide in the dark. They start off as good people, just like the Freemasons do, but they control much of what we see and much is what has been going on 
And there's a lot of documentation of people waking up as to who is doing this. But it doesn't really matter what they're doing. It matters what we are doing, that we can organize together, that we can come together. And so in our little community, we're deciding not to corporatize. Corporations are corpses. But what we're doing is we're organizing around community to community and people to people. And that's what we're calling it. We're not going to have a 501c3. We're not going to have some organization controlling us and telling us, you must pay taxes, you must do this, you must do that. No. We're community, community, people, people. We'll figure it out. Thanks very much. Leave us alone. And like you're talking about, but we're going to have a plan about how to do that. That's what we're developing right now. And I encourage everybody listening, no matter where you live, because this is a worldwide rollout, folks. No one is going to be saved. No one is going to be protected. And unless we get off our currency, we're going to go to these digital currencies now, right? Everybody's going to be paying on their smartphones. Mm -hmm. Well, the next thing is embedded chips. You'd be swiping your arm. You'd be swiping your hand. And you're going to have all your data. This is what Obamacare was all about, was getting everybody that gets into healthcare has to be chipped. You you're going to swipe your chip across the screen, uh, and, and, and it's going to take it right out of your bank account right away. That's what they're planning to do, folks. You won't be able to get on a plane. You won't be able to go in a bank. The whole uh, false flag of Las Vegas where nobody died. There's no bodies. You don't see anybody dying. There's no death. You don't have can Everybody had their phones there. You see any bodies? You see anybody with their heads blown off? Or this guy had, you know, military hardware weapons. He was for 10 minutes. There's no bodies. Well, what was that all about? Well, that was a guy who has totally clean guy who never did anything well, now they're going to be able to lock down anybody going into hotels, into sporting events, airports. Can you see how it works next? It's just this slow choking sound. And we're being deprived of our light rights of liberty and our rights of justice. And just to end it here, and then I'll shut up. But, you know, government is not giving us our rights. They don't give us rights. We're born with the rights. We just have to declare them. That's why courts are hearings, because you hear. You have a hearing. So you must speak your truth. That was what Measure S was all about, where we gave rights yeah. to nature so we could protect nature. Rights of nature documentation in your communities is a huge ordinance to pass because then you could protect nature and you could save your sources, your resources that you need for living, your water resources, your food resources, and your trees for air. So it's vital that you, you look into what we did here in Mendocino County. They've also passed it in the, what countries? Ecuador, other countries are passing mm -hmm. rights of nature legislation. So once we start putting nature first again and build around community, we'll start controlling our own destiny and reclaiming the steering wheel of our lives. But right now, and educating our children, because all children know is to push a button and something shows up. You know, they're, they're kind of lost into this computer world. So guys like you that are promoting this stuff, Doug, you know, my hat goes off to, and, you know, I really appreciate all that you're doing. Yeah, likewise, Jamie, and, and thanks for coming on the show. I mean, I've really, over the years of looking into all this stuff, I've really come to understand that it is about control. I think that these guys, these people on the top, the kinds of people that are controlling these technologies, keeping these technologies secret, I mean, they developed the technology, like these Tesla technologies that really could have liberated all of us 100 years ago. Right. We could have all been liberated, free energy, uh, able to take care of ourselves easily, you know, uh, technologies that make it easy for us to be in control of our own lives and take care of each other and take care of our co own communities. And instead, they've like hoovered up these technologies. They've created this classification 
so that we're not allowed to know, oh, that's top secret information. Only a handful of these guys can know what technologies are available. They pick and choose which ones to use. They keep the, the most powerful ones for themselves. And they operate basically like an organized crime syndicate where they try to they limit the supply of the things that you need so they can suck our life force out of us as you you know they use, they use this uh, system of debt slavery to do it but they're taking control of our water they're taking control of our food they're taking control of our energy so that now we're beholden to them for all of this and we have to you know we're in, enslaved to them for the stuff that we need and the only solution is to take the power back like you say we're born with it so you know let's use it <laughs> But you got to be willing to stand up for it and make it happen. Well, and also, you know, as I, I always try and do is understand the nuts and bolts of what I'm facing. You know, The Art of War is a, a book I I look at regularly and it was written hundreds of years ago. But it's know your opponent, know what you're up against. And this is why you're promoting your stuff and I'm promoting my stuff is to get the word out to people. And, and another thing, just real quick, is there's a company, uh, international organization, everything's a corporation, ICLE, International Council for Local Environment Initiatives. I-C-L-E-I, ICLEI, International Council for Local Environmental Initiatives. And this is the UN 21 agenda for every community. You'll look it up. You'll find your community in there, folks. Everywhere they've gone around the world, they've localized into every community to disrupt what we're trying to do, to bring in agent provocateurs heads up, to keep you from doing what you want to do and stymie you in, in, in community meetings and organizations. Rosa Corey gets into this really well where she gives you pointers and tips where if you're going to try and change your community, and most people are a lot of people that are in your city councils and whatnot are part of ICLEI. They have been compensated. They are uh, going to meetings and, and learning the Delphi technique and these other techniques to keep local community members from organizing and empowering themselves to make the changes in their own community. So, so you're, you're well advised to understand what you're up against before you start this work so you're not le being led down false avenues where nothing happens and you spent years and years in court, you spent years and years going to meetings, and nothing ever changes. Nothing right. changed. I hear that. Right. And huh. you and I have been trying for a long time and we're beating our head against the wall because we're looking at this monster going, well, how do I eat this elephant, man? This elephant's so massive. I've never understood an elephant this big. And the answer is always the same. One bite at a time. But you better know how many bites it's going to take to take down that elephant is what I'm saying. Know what the elephant yeah. you're up against. And this is why the show, you know, I'm just bringing it all out here. I'm not really hiding anything. Some people I have to couch it down because they can't handle this kind of information. They can't deal with right. this much. And we're going to have people shutting down, Doug. Um, in Russia, just real quick, when they had the, the Prestroika Glasnost, when they changed the Soviet Union, the people that committed the most suicides were the 45 to 55-year-old men because they looked at Stalin and Lenin as their heroes only to find out their 14-year-old daughter came home from school and said school was closed because we learned that your hero's dad killed 20 million, 50 million of their own people, dad. They were scumbags. Right. And the father walks out the backyard with his gun and kills himself. We're going to have that happen here unless we get around the people uh, uh, and get some men's groups going, get some talking groups going, because we need to get this out and talk about it. Get it out in the open. Speak what concerns you. Share with others, even if they don't want to hear it. And be like Thomas Jefferson said, have skin as thick as the bark of a pine when you're doing this work, because you're going to get a lot of blowback, folks. <laughs> right.
Yeah, it's crazy. It's a difficult transition, you know. I mean, that's why that's why I do this show. That's why it's called the shift. I mean, making the shift is not it's not it's a path, you know. It's not an easy process, and we all got to be here to have each other's backs and help out with making it happen. Um, but anyway, Jamie, we are knocking on a little over an hour here. We we better stop. I'm sure you and I could talk for hours and hours, um, and we'll do it again. I mean, I can't wait. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to keeping in touch and and finding out where you're going with all of this. Will you uh, take a second just to let people know, um, you know, where they can contact you and where they can find more information about you and where you're posting your stuff, what your websites are and stuff? Sure. Um, I have uh, three websites. One is uh, tabu, T-A-B-U blog.com. T-A-B-U stands for Towards a Better Understanding. Um, uh, uh, two YouTubes, that's, that's going pretty good. It's a plain truth, A-P-L-A-N-E truth and A-P-L-A-N-E. P-L-A-I-N truth um, on the YouTube channels. And then for vaccine information, uh, A-V-V, Victor, Victor, Ida, Apple, Victor, Victor, Ida, A-V-V-I.info on website. That's on vaccine informations and what's going on with the vaccine world. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, download stuff, folks. Pick a subject, Agenda 21, Ickley, uh, Laser Weapons, uh, Santa Rosa Fires, um, just watch and, and learn as you download all this information and please just don't get too overwhelmed because now is the time to make changes. We can learn more and more about the, nut, the nuts and bolts of how this stuff is going down, but it's more critical that you get to know your neighbors. It's more critical that you develop your own exit strategies in case the firestorms in the middle of the night or floods in the middle of the night hit you. It's more important that you have conversations with your children to say how we're going to get out, what we're going to do if this happens. And it's more important that you get your own self-sufficient, self-relying gas masks on so that, and work with your communities so you can prepare because this is going to be a long battle. But we came here to fight this battle. Our souls came here because we knew this was the work we were supposed to do. And for those of you that are just stepping up to the plate, welcome. For those of you like Doug who have been fighting this fight, Doug, how long have you been doing this, Doug? 20 years? Yeah, it was 9-11 that a year after 9-11, I realized, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too, yeah. So we're all waking up yeah. at the same time. We can celebrate in that. We can share with each other. Try not to judge others who don't know as much as you once you get this information. Find ways you can share in their languages, but keep an open heart. This is a time of opening up our hearts, not giving in to the fear, not giving in to the flee everything and run, but giving in to the face everything and respond. Okay, so fear can be face everything and respond. It can also be fear everything and run. But the children need us. The sentient life that's being destroyed everywhere. We didn't talk about the animals, but the animals have been destroyed with these fires. The animals have been destroyed in these floods. So those those aren't being accounted for. Find a cause. Make a difference. We're the change. And you're not alone, folks. A lot of you feel like you're not alone listening here. You're not. More and more are waking up. But until you speak out, you're not going to find those other people because you're going to, oh, me too. Oh, you did too? Oh, I thought yeah. I was the only one. So speak your truth. And again, Doug, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet, Jamie. Thanks for coming. And, I, and I'm and i with you 100%. The, it's so easy to feel alienated, but there really are more and more people that are waking up. And uh, if you, you know, reach out, reach out on the internet, reach out to these groups, reach out to people like me and Jamie. And uh, and it's just, it's I, I actually feel like it's starting to turn into a movement. I mean, once we're all 
once we're all feeling more comfortable and less alienated, I think that people are going to start coming out of the woodwork and saying, hey, what's up? You know, what, what are you guys keeping secret? Why are you keeping these secrets? And we're not standing for this stuff anymore. So, well, and just one, uh, yeah, yeah, one more point, <laughs> one more point that you brought up we didn't address, but maybe we can close on. But you said, you know, sure, it, they're not keeping it secret, folks. The day, <laughs> October 20th, they released the movie Geostorm. To store the movies, the movie theaters around the country, and it's about right. a massive flood and fire. On the same day, they released another movie called Stone Something. It was about a bunch of fire. Jeff Bridges. It was about a bunch of hotshot fire guys who got stuck in fires and had to learn how to face fires and become a man overnight. These were released on the same day, right after the firestorms. And the Hurricane Irma, the Hurricane Nate, the Hurricane Harvey, the Hurricane Maria, and all the hurricanes they set off the coast in unprecedented storms. So if you think this is Classic. happening, think again. If you think they're not throwing in our face. And one last thing I chronicled, if you look at CNN and these reporters, these fake news reporters coming on, look at their names. The Santa Rosa guy that was reporting on the Santa Rosa fires, you know what his name was? Mm -mm. Joe Fryer. Hmm. The guy that announced the emergency alert system for the phones that didn't evacuate people, his name was Christopher Hellgren. Christ right. Hellgren. The lady that was reporting on another part of it, her name was Mar Mariah Villarreal. What do they call the wind? Mariah. And what do they call Villarreal? Country home. <laughs> yeah. It's in our face. It's so, classic. you know, new eyes to see. And uh, you're not alone, folks. Those are the two messages I want you to take away. All right, great. And let me just take a second here at the end to let you know that if you like what you're hearing, please think about becoming a patron of The Shift. That keeps it all going. That's at patreon.com backslash The Shift. If you want to find out more information, join the Facebook page at The Shift with Doug McKenty. Join the conversation on Twitter at McKenty and as always, you can check out my, my uh, website at www.theshiftnow.com. And I just want to thank you, Jamie, for being on the show once again. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have you back. I always love these conversations. I learn so much from you. And I'd like to go back and learn more about the history. I love how much of the, of the history that you go because this, this, uh, this whole system, th there's a lineage here that goes back for thousands of years. This whole system of patriarchy is the way that I look at it, one way to view it. Uh, and Jamie's really knowledgeable about all of that, too. So we'll talk about this again. Thanks, Doug. You bet. Mm -hmm.